Hallelujah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and I'd like to welcome you to our Wednesday service. Thank you for tuning in this evening. I would appreciate it if you are on Facebook, if you could um, share um, your page or if you can tag someone and let them know that the word of life is being shared. Also on YouTube, um, if you can also send a message to a friend, send a message to your families and let them know that the word of life is being shared tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. I also like to appreciate our pastor, Pastor Sam, for giving me this opportunity to share the word of God with God's people. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of John, John chapter 8, and we read from verse 31. This month, uh, the theme for this month is seek the truth, seek the truth. And Pastor Betty started off on Sunday. She did a sterling job in starting off this theme for this month. If you were not here on Sunday, I'll strongly encourage you to um, go back to our YouTube page and listen to that message preached by Pastor Betty. Let's read John 8 and I'll read from verse 31. It says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold on to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth would set you free. Father, tonight in the name of Jesus, we bless you and we honor you. We thank you, Father, for the entrance of your word that gives light and understanding. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that your Holy Spirit himself breathes over your word, that your word will do us good like medicine, that we will profit from your word in the name of Jesus. We honor you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, seek the truth. Seek the truth. We read that scripture in John 8, 32, whereby Jesus Christ was um, admonishing the Jews, um, saying to them that if they hold on to his teaching, then they would be his disciples indeed. And they would know the truth, and the truth would set them free. As Pastor Betty rightly um, taught on Sunday, what truth is? Truth is the state or quality of being true, genuine, actual, or factual. Truth is the state or quality of being true, genuine, actual, or factual. And the purpose of this truth is in order not to make an error. So if we know the truth about something, we will not make an error in making the wrong decision because we know the truth about it. So if I know the truth about uh, my phone, for example, that if I put this phone in water, this phone will be damaged. I know the truth about 
this phone, how it functions. So because I know the truth about it, it would protect me from putting this phone in the water and by so doing, damaging it. But because I know the truth, then I would not put it inside water. Now, the purpose of truth is to present the true state of a thing or situation and to keep someone from error, like I just said. So because I know the state of truth of this phone, I would not put it in water. And by not doing that, I would not damage it. Now, the 21st century is a very interesting century. This century, we, um, there's a lot of things in this century that is quite interesting that maybe those who were around maybe 50 or maybe 100 years ago would find very strange. Now, the, the language of this 21st century is gradually changing and the way we use words as well. It's gradually changing. And one word that I found very fascinating now that people use is that when someone is maybe sharing what they went through, they're sharing an experience, people begin to say they are speaking their truth. And I keep saying to myself, that is a very interesting um, expression that's a very interesting phrase. That person is speaking their truth. No, the truth is not theirs. The truth does not belong to them. The truth does not belong to anyone. The truth stands alone by itself. So no one can be speaking their truth. What they actually are doing is they're speaking or sharing their experience. They're speaking and sharing their experience. They're not speaking their truth because they don't own the truth. Because what that language does, it makes the truth subjective or relative. But the truth is absolute. It's not subjective, neither is it relative. It's absolute. So no one can be speaking their truth. They're speaking what they experienced. And if that's what they experienced, yes, we agree that that's what they experienced. But it's not their truth because they don't own the truth. No one owns the truth. Now, in order for the truth to benefit anyone, I'll come to John, John 8, 32. I'm just laying this, this um, foundation. In order for the truth to benefit us, or anyone for that matter, there are two things that need to be present. One, the person that the truth is being presented to needs to believe that truth. And the second thing that that person needs to do is to act on that truth. If those two things are not present, the truth stands alone. Our believing or not believing, our acting or not acting on the truth doesn't change the truth. 
all are believing and are acting on the truth does is gives us the benefit of what that truth brings. So I give example. The truth is all things being equal, if you and I eat healthy and exercise, we would have a healthy body. That is the truth. So if we eat good food to nourish our bodies, and if we exercise and not abuse our bodies, we would have a healthy body. Now that's the truth concerning having a healthy body. Now, you can hear that truth. I can hear that truth. As a matter of fact, you can believe that truth. I can believe that truth. But the only way that truth would benefit you and I is when we act on that truth. So we can both believe, but if after hearing that truth, we go and buy junk food and pack it into our bodies and refuse to do exercise, we would not have a healthy body. But we know the truth. We even believe the truth, but we did not act on the truth. And that truth that we believe but did not act on will not help us. It's only when we act on the truth that the truth benefits us. Now, going back to John 8, 32, the issue the Jews had with Jesus Christ was about his identity or if I can use another word about his mission on earth because the Jews had a challenge they were grappling with the truth that Jesus Christ is the Messiah that was just something that they could not accept and if you read previous verses like if you read Right. Maybe even if you read from chapter 7, the question has always been, who does this person say he is? Oh, he can't be. We know that Jesus Christ was going to come from Bethlehem. He's from Galilee. But we know this guy. We know his brothers and his sister and his mother. Where did he get all these teaching from? So the, 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 the issue that they had was accepting the truth that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And if you read further down, when Jesus Christ said, look, when you continue in my truth, the truth would set you free. And they now started challenging him. They said, we, we, we're, we're not slaves. We've never been slaves. Again, they're lying. The children of Israel were in, in slavery for 430 years. But they said, we've never been slaves. Abraham is our father. We've never been slaves. And Jesus Christ said, listen, what I'm dealing with here, I'm not even talking about physical bondage. I'm talking about your state. I'm telling you the truth about your state. And the truth about your state is you are in sin. You are a slave to sin. 
And the reason why I've come is to release you from that bondage. The Jews could not accept that truth. And Jesus Christ told them that, look, the reason why I've come is to set you free from sin. That's why I'm here. And that's the, that's the work of a savior. That's the work of a messiah. But they've been reading about this. But when the truth was staring them right in their face, they couldn't accept that this is the truth. So when Jesus Christ was talking about you would know the truth and the truth would set you free, is the truth that he is the Messiah and that they will be set free from that bondage, from that captivity of sin. That state that they are in. And Jesus Christ was telling them that if they continue, if they believe that he is the Savior, and when he dies and resurrects, and they put their belief in the truth that he's the Savior, then they'll be set free from slavery to sin. The good thing again about Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ is actually the embodiment of the truth. He said in John 14, 6, I am the way. I mean, if you read if you keep reading the book of John, it's all about who is this Jesus Christ and what have you come to do? He said, I am the way. I am the life. I am the truth. And no one comes unto the Father except through me. So again, he was talking about what he came to do. I am the Savior. The truth is, I am the Savior. And if you believe that I am the Savior and you act on the truth that I am the Savior, then you will be set free from the bondage of sin. So this is what Jesus Christ was addressing in the book of John. Another popular scripture that pastor reads to us is 1 Timothy 3.16. 1 Timothy 3.16 that all scriptures is inspired by God or is God breathed and is profitable, is, is useful, is advantageous for teaching doctrine, for reproof. For correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped to do every good work. Correction, the word of God comes to correct us. Now, when we're talking about the truth, because there's a truth, there's also the lie. There is a lie. And we know who the father of lies is. Is the enemy. Satan. Jesus Christ said again in the book of John. He said that Satan is a liar. Now, 
Satan is a deceiver. If you read Genesis 3, 4 to 5, Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 to 5, time will not permit me to read this tonight, but it's the account of Satan deceiving Eve. God told Adam, the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Satan, the deceiver, came and changed that and told Eve that you won't truly die. So now, Eve did not believe or she wasn't fully persuaded that the truth, she had custody of the truth. She listened to Satan and she was deceived. And as a result of that deception, mankind fell. Of course, after Adam too came and followed suit. So, the purpose of the deceiver is to rob of the benefits of the truth. And this is very, very important. Anytime anyone deceives us, first and foremost, they're working as the child of the devil. The, the, the purpose of that deception is to rob us of the benefit of knowing the truth. So it's like someone picks up the phone, they call your number, and they start telling you that we're calling from um, HMRC, and we've noticed that this, this, this has happened. And uh, what we now need you to do is to click on this link, and if you click on this link, um, we would um, do some payments. And you not knowing, you follow that deception. You go and click on that link. Uh, uh, um, you click on the link. A virus attacks your, 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 your laptop or your PC. They clean out your account. Is deception. They deceived you and you falling for that deception because you don't know the truth that the inland revenue would not be phoning you. They will send you a letter. You will get a letter from the inland revenue. You would not get a phone call. They would not be phoning you and telling you to click on anything. They would send you a letter to say this is what is happening, either you owe them or they need to give you some money back. In most cases, they don't give you money back. In most cases, you owe them. And that's how, that's their, that's how they do things. But because the person is not aware, they get deceived. And they get robbed of their finances. And that's what the enemy does. He wants to rob us of the benefits that we have in God. And Powerful scripture, I'll, I'll, I'll leave us with this scripture that Pastor Betty used on, on Sunday. Proverbs 23, 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. So acquire it, know what the truth is, but don't give it up. Guard it. Don't give in to deception. That's what Eve did not do. She had the truth, but she sold it. When deception came, she sold the truth. 
and she paid dearly for it. So it's our responsibility to keep the truth. After we've bought the truth, we need to keep it. We need to guard it. We need to protect it. We need to make sure that no one deceives us. I'll end on this. I don't know if some of us saw this video that was doing the rounds um, during Easter. This person, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure he's a good guy. You know, he loves the Lord and everything. Believe that he had a vision or something. And he's telling us that for three days there will be darkness. Darkness will cover the earth. And we should stay in our houses. We shouldn't go out. And we should use black bags to cover our windows. This is, this is the, the, the um, running up to Resurrection Sunday. They got this vision. Everybody should stay at home. And I'm looking at this. This is deception. The enemy has deceived you. Good guy. I, I believe he, he, he's genuine. But he got deceived. That there will be darkness over the whole earth. We shouldn't leave our house. We should either use um, black bags or, or something to cover our windows so the darkness doesn't affect it. We're still here. We didn't see any darkness. Deception. Deception. And that's why this day and age, we need to know the truth and be in tune with the Holy Spirit to know what the Spirit of God is saying because there's so many spirits of lies that is out there. And if we don't know the truth, and hold on to the truth, we can easily get sucked in. Father, tonight we thank you. We thank you for your truth that guides and guards our hearts. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Lord God, that we would continue in your word and that your word will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that if there be anyone listening tonight who does not know you as their Lord and Savior, as the truth of your word has come, that you are the Savior and you are the Messiah, I pray in the name of Jesus that their heart is open to receive you into their heart. As they have believed, oh God, the word tonight, I pray in the name of Jesus that they act upon the word by accepting you as their Lord and Savior. We thank you. And we bless you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.